Welcome to the Gen X-Men, a podcast about the issues of Generation X, made by Generation Xers with issues. До свидания. Я говорю немного по-русски. I'm just getting ready for when our Russian overlords take over. Welcome to another edition, episode, issue. Dan, you're giving me a face. What's with the face? Putin on the Ritz. Putin on the Ritz. Are you Putin right now? Are you Putin in your pants? <laughs> All right. We got a clear face. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you to our listener. And we, uh, we're going to start another Generation X segment on, well, we're going to talk more about Generation X. And with me tonight, as usual, is... Dan. And... Anthony. And for the first time... Land, uh, gra- land breaking, yeah, land breaking. Gra- <laughs> <laughs> Derek, you shouldn't have drank so much before the show. Landmark, man. groundbreaking thing here, thing here on Gen X. Man, we have a guest for the first time. <laughs> Holy Please shit, Derek's yourself. having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Please introduce yourself, Scott. Hi, Scott. 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 Uh, our, Scott. Our first guest ever. Welcome <laughs> to the show. You're welcome, our, welcome, welcome. Lucky episode number 13. Do you speak Russian? Anymore. Thank you, gentlemen. I am honored. <laughs> He's Scottish. He doesn't he, speak Russian. Yes, we're very happy to have you here. Awesome. We're here, be- we're here because you're here, actually, I know. on this one. Because, uh, actually, yes, all kidding aside, we were going to discuss the differences between early Gen Xers and late Gen Xers. I think quite a big topic, uh, yeah. frankly, especially given the yeah. current... Uh, well, everything situation. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. I hear you on that one. Scott, you inspired this topic. You you argued with us. You are you are one of our faithful listeners, and you said to yes. us, guys, I gotta say, I relate more in some ways to boomers than Gen well, Xers. In some ways. So we're gonna discuss micro generations. That's the topic of the episode, right? And yes, Scott, cool. we are giving you credit for inspiring the theme of the episode. Thank you. Because you said, hey. So tell us about yourself. Give us the tail of the tape. Why do you relate in some ways more to boomers than Gen Xers? Tell us about start your... Start with well, let, how old you are. How okay, old are well, you? Well, let, let's Bastard. start with I was listening to your podcast you last and like an old man, I was shaking my fist and yelling at the radio going, no, you're wrong. <laughs> so you're telling us we're wrong. Right. Right. Get off the lawn. That can't possibly yeah, be true, but right, go ahead. In my car by myself yelling at the radio, which is always, you know, healthy. <laughs> um, so I'm a... If generation, if the def- definition of Generation X is sixty-five to eighty or eighty-three-ish, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Dep- wherever it fits our argument, we'll use the years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Fair. what year were you Change born? Change the facts to fit the argument. Awesome. Yes. So uh, hey, like I was born in nineteen seventy, and I Ooh. and yeah, so Ooh. seven ought if seven. Wow. I was considering doing this entire podcast in an old man. Voice, because I'm older <laughs> than you, whippersnappers. Um, <laughs> That's a good voice. Thank you. Oh, okay. Um, so, I graduated high school in '88. Wow. Yeah. That's old. So. I don't remember that far. And back. if gra- and if. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If, thanks. So, if Generation X is 65 to 80, and my sister, or 66 to 80, my my sister and my brother-in-law both born in '66, so. There's got to be some differences between, at least, at the very least, that early part of Gen X to kids that were born late 70s, even 1980. So, okay, so you, what were you shaking your fist at? What was so repellent uh, that we were talking <laughs> about that made you say, no, I don't relate to that? I, and what I, and what and can you and not I relate d- to? And I didn't prepare that, so I apologize. Come on, well, no, off no, the really, top of your head, off the cuff. Um, what were you... 
Give us an example of something. It's probably every podcast. Because we were born in, me and Derek were 75, right? 75? 76. 76. 70, oh, I'm 75, Derek 76, and Dan's 77. So class so of we are what? Five, for 94, 94, 94, 94, 94, 96. 96. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> wow. You don't let's, like grunge. Fucking admit it, man. No, no, no. Let's, let's <laughs> not, uh, no, I like grunge. Are you saying that Brett Michaels is more talented than Kurt Cobain? Is I'm, that your argument? I am not. You um, fucking killed he, Kurt Cobain. He, but, <laughs> but in the time of Poison, he was prettier with all that makeup. Though. Well, that's that's a different sure. huh? that's mm. now. So okay. Gender fluidity is the next topic. Fine. Yes. So let's. Th- what's a big touchstone? Touchstone. What's a big touchstone Touch. for Gen X? Latchkey kids, grunge, grunge, latchkey kids, Reaganomics, skepticism, yeah. music. Uh, music, just music. music. As a whole. Let's start with music. Okay. okay, let's just start with music. Okay. So, I would think you form your musical tastes, let's say the latter part of high school into college. Is that fair to say? You think? I think maybe even a little earlier. Yeah, I'd, I'd say ninth grade. So earlier. through all of high school, grade school. Yeah, I think. Ninth or like. Middle school for me. Because we yeah, started okay. in 90, yeah, I mean, well, Dar- yeah. so it was 90, 91, we were in high school, and grunge was, like, really taken off. Okay. Listen, I remember watching MTV, you know, they had, like, the top ten videos every night. I would watch that when I was in fourth and fifth grade. That's I loved true. it, you know what I mean? Sure, but you didn't really... But it wasn't my type. Yeah, it's not... You don't form, <laughs> you're not my type. Yeah, you're not my type. You, you don't... I don't think you really form your musical taste, and your musical tastes do change as, you know, as uh, yeah, you get older and everything. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But... Until maybe later high school and college, maybe even beginning of high school. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll yeah, uh, fine. So when did Nevermind come out? 91? 91. I was almost through college. Yeah. So yeah. So you are. What, your hormones. Difference. Your hormones were calming down. Cause think think about it. You're a teenager. <coughs> you're all swirling with hormones, and the music you hear at that time kind of gets imprinted on your consciousness almost. Right. Like you're. Th- it becomes the soundtrack of your angst. Right. Or whatever. Or, or whatever what, you're in. Or not angst. Right. I mean, well, I know that's the other thing. I don't think you're as angst-ridden as uh, the rest of us in the room, but we'll get to that. We'll but get to that. Back to music. I, I, I know I know. with me, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Mm-hmm. I know with me, like, I was picked on relentlessly before I hit, um, like, eight, seventh, eighth grade. Like, relentlessly. It shows. And I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all like to some yeah. degree. <laughs> well. I, I discovered, like, heavy metal at an earlier age, and, like, that was my... Like, like it just stuck to me, like for your blues. rage, sure. you you and like yeah, it, you you felt the outcast and you identified with the outcast, saying it was okay to be an outcast. Yeah, I get that. Sure, I totally get. Yeah, I agree with. You. Yeah, I felt so. the same way about heavy metal. But you're right. But well, that's when you're most vulnerable. When you're most vulnerable in life, emotionally or whatever you want to call it, that's when you I don't know. You, you kind form, of adhere. You form, you form. You form bond with that music. That, right. That, music. Yeah. Politics-wise, right. so what's your music? Let's so, music. <laughs> yeah, just for the record, there was music recorded after 1989. Well, I yeah, I he, he came in here singing "Sweet Caroline," so that yeah, gives well, us a little oh, bit. there's a microphone. That's, that's, that's karaoke. <laughs> that doesn't count. I was listening to Copacabana. Oh my, my fucking god! Car. But if if so, what I'm trying to say is the Chris Cornell and 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 uh, uh, Kurt Cobain and most of the grunge stuff. While I like it, it's not my voice. What's your voice yeah. then? What's your voice? Um. I mean, I was listening to a lot of like uh, early hip hop was more what I listened to. Sugar Hill, yeah. so like Sugar okay. Hill Gang, and, Sugar Gang, yeah, and, 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 and more delight. and more the 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 R and B rap pop, you know. So nothing that was really angry. Yeah. So uh, and and hair metal, you know, yeah. Bon Jovi and Poison All party. and Motley Crue and right. party time music. Right. right. So so grunge came along and I and I liked it, but it wasn't. It was your voice. It. it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. 
And what a voice it was. <laughs> like, yeah. Yay. Yeah. Like, I love it, but it's, it's well, sometimes it's a... And to, be, to be fair, to me and you had this argument, Scott, that, that you said the best rap group, whatever act, was Run DMC of all time. I think it was that you I was arguing with. And I'm like, no, 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 it's N.W.A. And right there, that's a oh, big divide right the there. The tone two of those two. Sure. Yes. Very yeah, absolutely. different. Very you know, different hip-hop yes, rap but, bands. But, but, Both and that's very it. accomplished, and you can make an argument absolutely. for either one. Right. Absolutely. But I, I associate, and, and I'll be honest with you, NWA had more say in how I view the world than a lot of a lot of things, politically, socially, whatever. I mean, NWA, I kind of said, hey, you know what? There's something going on that you might well, not understand. Well, that's because they you were more world. But they political. Were. If you really want to get down to it, they were. Is that what you said? More like socially. Sure. Yeah. Like absolutely. Social no, absolutely. issues. Yeah. yeah. Run DMC. They were like they may have had a few. I don't really know a lot. Well, they were just rapping about no, how no, great really. they were. Yeah. And they were the kings of rock and whatever. Right. Right. And you know? them and L. Cool and they, were L. Cool and they were great. And they totally. Yeah. Beastie Boys were doing sure. the same thing. They yeah. totally transformed the sound. But They're NWA t- talented artists. NWA said, "There's a problem here, and you need them in public enemy. Public enemy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was influenced by. So I get. I see where you're coming from on that. And I would agree. Yeah. So yeah. So right. Your grunge for how great it is is a sort of has depressing subject matter. It has heavy themes to it. It has it's angst ridden a lot of and times. Last night I just went to see garbage. You went to see garbage, which so, is a little angst ridden. Yeah, but sure. It's, you know. a, it, it's more in the grungy than it yeah. is anything else. If it doesn't so. help. That it doesn't hurt. Rather that Shirley Manson's. Uh, oh, she still looks good. Wonderful Scottish. Lady. How come you didn't go, Anthony? Uh no comment. <laughs> no, I was. Uh, I was a home alone. No, I, I don't know why I didn't go. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't go because, I, I don't you. know, because I'm square. Okay. What can I, say? Um, I, di- I've, I actually have seen them before, and I don't know. I think I'd, bad things might have happened if I was in Sh- Shirley trying to sneak backstage in Shirley's. Yeah. I, ate, uh, uh, I ate bad how halal. How are you? I, be- yeah. I ate bad halal food yesterday, and I was feeling very uh, sick last oh, night. So I it smells like halava. Yeah. I don't touch that stuff. Uh, no, so, oh, uh, we're eating chocolate-covered... Pretzels. Beer. It reminds uh, me of Mall Rats. I'll just drink. <laughs> oh, Mall Rats. A seminal piece in our uh, movie goings. So, Stop talking about Reaganomics, seminal. you were more aware of it. Like, okay, so, yeah, so and there's a big divide, like news and politically and socially, what's going on in our. Okay, between talk us about as your well. politics. Yeah. So, what are your politics? Yeah, Reaganomics. I mean, that was <laughs> Reagan was big for you than he was me. Like, I, I was, I sure. kind of became conscious. Towards the end of the Reagan administration, would you say? Like, aware of what's really going on? Kind of had an idea, you know what I mean? Hitting junior high after Reaganism was over. Um, I just saw a, a silly meme on Facebook the other day, too, saying, what do you remember as your first big news story? And I'm like, I really had to think about that. And I think it was the AIDS epidemic, like, blowing up. I, I think it was 2020, and it was uh, not Walter Cronkite. It was that other guy's, uh, I don't know, the other white guy. I don't know. <coughs> um, Hugh Douglas? Hugh Downs? Hugh Downs. Tom Brokaw? Tom Brokaw? It wasn't Tom Brokaw. Whatever. This was Tom Brokaw. No, definitely, that's, that's pretty good. That's definitely not Tom Brokaw, but, but whatever. But I remember like the AIDS, and, and nobody really knew what it was, and everybody was afraid of it. And it, you know, I didn't understand the gay thing at the time. I was a little too young for that. But um, that was my first big thing. And I'm like, you probably had a better perspective of when AIDS broke than when I did. Yeah, and see, you know. Than I did. When and when I was, I was, yeah, when we were kids, we were young in the 80s, and, uh, younger than Scott in the 80s, and Reagan was... I liked Reagan. He was our president. He was charismatic, and I didn't really think about politics. But by the t- but in the eighties, you were as you get older, you get more involved with politics. Sure, you get absolutely. more involved with social issues. So maybe Reagan, you were more on because by the, when I was a kid, I didn't care about Democrats, Republicans. It didn't matter that he was a Republican. It was just Reagan was the president. 
you just did the impersonation well, Nancy, and that was it. Like it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> he made fun of him. He was like a he was one of those puppets that was on TV, like and in the But he was charismatic. The Phil, and Ca- the Phil Collins video landed confusion. He commanded attention and, and right. mostly when he was you know, not the way our current president commands attention. But um but you, a- excellent order, and when he gave speeches and Mr. Gorbachev tearing down that wall, I remember all that stuff. You know, mm. like that was more when I was g- getting political. And yes, I think on the whole, early Gen Xers, bec- maybe because their parents were more war babies, like mine were not. They weren't. My my parents are not boomers, and I think they, as a whole. And all of this, by the way, all that we're talking here is huge, broad-stroke generalities. Yeah. Oh, of course, sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what generations are, really. Yeah. Right. right. So, yeah. so, you know, there's there's exceptions everywhere, and I'm just talking may- maybe, maybe the uh, the majority. But um, uh, my parents were war babies, and they were very conservative, and they're still very conservative to this day. And I think early Gen Xers, I think, are more conservative than you guys are even, or even more with the ones closer to the millennials, sure. I think because of that. Okay. um, And, you know, my parents were brought up by parents that went through the Depression, and my mom still hoards food. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And still has a Depression-era kind of thought pattern with living because that's what she learned from her yeah. parents. So describe yourself. So you say you're, you feel like you're more conservative. Yes. You're a little more positive maybe in your outlook or... Um, you can't say positive and conservative in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Back that Generally, up. Generally, yeah, okay. Let's, let's Generally, I, I don't have a... Yeah, you can't have a positive outlook and be conservative. That's the whole point of the... Well, every, everybody everybody grows, you know, just because you're born... I was born this way. Just because right. you're born a particular way doesn't mean you, you grow... get hair in funny places. Right, yes. Yeah. Right. Just doesn't mean you grow politically and socially and all that. And I think maybe because they're more conservative, the early Gen Xers, maybe they were a little bit later adopters to more of the social issues that are going on today. I think maybe uh, older Gen Xers are, are not as, um, not as an, an early adopter to gay marriage or the right. LGB, L- LGBTQ community. So I think we're all on board now because I see all my my friends posting on Facebook that I graduated high school with, and they're all, you know, yeah, that's 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 great. What, what's the problem? Yeah. But I think to start, I think there may be a little bit more. There was pushback. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe not pushback, but the same. But maybe just like I'm not sure about this. Right. Yeah. Maybe a hesitancy right. because of because of their uh, parents How they being were more conservative. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. interesting. So uh, we we are talking about. M- Micro generation. So we've dubbed your micro generation Zoomers. X O O M E R S. Zoomers. We're going to trademark that. Don't steal that. Because Zoomers just is, doesn't. Zoomers. X Z O O M E R S. Because there was an article we read the other day called about Zennials. Right. X, you know, add X to beginning of Millennials or X Zennials. So right. Zennials are, you know, Gen X is closer to millennials, like you mentioned earlier, and they maybe have seven to eighty-one or so. Oh well, yeah, I mean, if we're yeah, talking sixty-five yeah. to eighty-three, eighteen yeah. years is a generation. Up to, yeah, up to eighty-five or whatever. Right, it's up to eighty-five. So they're yeah. on that cusp. So they're closer to born sure. closer to the cutoff for millennials. So they have more aspects of that generation, or relate more to that generation. They are better with technology than maybe some of us middle or early. Technology. Technology is a is a is a very good uh, uh, touchstone with that because um, my our generation is the first ones that had really computers in the home or cell phones. But but 
Wait, you were already almost through college before like computers and the internet really took flight. There was right? no internet really when right. I was in because when we were in college, like it was the the thing to have the internet. We yeah. were doing stuff. It was early internet. It was early browsers. That's, that's we had I computer labs. Yeah, with the, that's where you when get I first learned about email. I was actually right. in college. That was my first email experience. Sure. Now, now we have. Now I'm. Now I work with people, you know, young millennials that are that don't know a world without that stuff. Right. Right. Bad, so you judging, were almost so in college. You really didn't have computers, emails. That we were had computer. I had. A, I, I had. <laughs> I had. <laughs> uh, when I went to uh, Penn State, I had a Mac SE that had a forty meg hard drive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and I was the right shit. There. I was <laughs> forty megs, baby. That's right. You still got Fear that thing? me and my yeah, computing power. One hundred eighty-six megahertz. Yeah. yeah. You still got that beast? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've turned it into a fishbowl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, asking him if he wants to play a game in his base. Would you like to? <laughs> I want to that's play a thermo nuclear that's a war. Break. Yeah. Uh, but but techno- I think technology because it's moving so fast. Yeah. Even between from. Shit, 10 years ago. I think technology is moving so fast. I think it is shortening all these generations that we talk about. You know, where they, where they, was, where they were maybe 20 years, maybe they're 50, maybe they're 10. Right, yeah. And so because things are changing, because technology is changing so quickly, I think maybe we're going to have more of these micro generations born maybe just because... They're not going to last as long. Now, see, Scott, yeah. if you're, if, yeah, if you're going to add anything to the canon of generations, I think that's it right there. I mean, th- life is moving so fast. Life is changing so quickly, and both politically and d- not just technology, but it seems like but I think technology that's is forcing it. I don't know, but well, you're sure. right. Things change so quickly anymore, and then, then you can't group people into these such large... Yeah, subs- 20 years is, is... Yeah, 20 years is... Yeah, yeah we yeah. talked about that before. Like, like, I memorized everybody's damn phone number... <laughs> and then, like, cell phones come around. I don't remember I don't even know mine. my own. Yeah. But I remember mine <laughs> yeah. from when I grew up, you know, yes. when, I was, when yes. I was seven years yes. old. Yes, I could call my own house if I had to, yeah. <laughs> yep. Of course, the area code has changed by now, but... Yeah. To be fair, it's my mother's cell phone number now, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a whole other story. But you're right. I mean, we, we can't really say, well, there's generations anymore versus, you know, blocks of five. <laughs> what yeah. do you call them? Pods? You know what I mean? I, how do you... Yeah. How do, you right. do we need... First of all, do we yeah. need to? I mean, are we wasting are our we time? Are we in this pod of life now? Yeah. <laughs> what pod are you in? Oh, I was the... Uh, yeah, 2015 to 2020. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think that's one I of was, the central. We'll, we'll just label ourselves by Tesla models. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. I'm Tesla three. So and I, I think that's one of the about. central paradoxical conceits of this show is that the generations don't matter, but they do matter in the the time period we grew up. There is a context. There is something to the context of the time that you grow up, but the labels don't matter. The, <laughs> the labels, labels don't matter. Don't matter but, but there is, you have to place yourself in time. There, something stamps you in the time you were born. Right. It is, there is the time period, whatever is trendy with the culture, whatever right. the pop culture and the regular social, the social culture is, it stamps its mark into you. Mm-hmm. Sure. And we're just trying to do this classification thing, but labels kind of suck in their own way. So they do, but everybody wants to identify with something. So I ident- identify with Yes, everybody whatever. wants to be a part of a gang. Right, right. So that right. you try to find similarities with you and whomever. Right. And, and, and again, that's why some of this might be all bullshit, because some, somebody that's born in 66 might 
uh, identify more with millennials. Yeah, that's true. The, the label else, is bullshit. Yeah. The, well, the, everybody can be gender fluid. <laughs> I, and I generational would, fluid. I, there I, you I go. would say generational fluid. Generational and I would even fluid. argue racially fluid. I mean, I think if you're going to be fluid. And I have no problem with that. Like, you know what? Identify with what you identify with, man. If you're happy with it, fine. Unless you're a jerk-off neo-Nazi, then you can go fuck yourself. But well, that's, a good, <laughs> that's a good point. No, like, identify with what you identify with. Honestly. What about that lady who was browbeaten online? Those all, right? Those all or whatever her name was. That was bullshit. I don't, if nobody knows this, uh, America has a bit of a race problem. Oh, you think so? <laughs> so no. did it, did it, did it, did it headline. Headline. Yeah. America has a race problem. So everything Shit, I did that's not know this. I, I know, right? Everything that's involved with race is going to be touchy, no matter what, for years and, and decades and generations to come yet. We have a long way to go, obviously, and I think our present president and, and, and administration demonstrates that. But why not identify with it? I work with a girl. Uh, she's not a girl. She's a young woman. She's in her early 20s. And she knows... We, I put on the 80s pop station, and I'm like, this chick is not going to know any of this stuff. And she knows all of it, and yeah. even older. And I'm like, she has an old soul. She identifies with it. She likes this stuff. So who am I to say? I, I think mean, a lot of the old she's not my generation back but around, too. Yeah, yeah so. but... Oh, yeah, 80s but stuff is now back it's, it's, around it's again. It's not popular, but like when we were in, you know, when, when, when we were in you know, junior high or early high school and the music sucked before... Gener- no offense, Scott. Before, gener- <laughs> before grunge really hit, and we, were all stopped, we all got tired of the big hair stuff... I was listening to the 60s and 70s rock. Dude, I love... Oh, yeah. Classic rock, I have always loved 80s, like, synth pop and all that stuff. Right. And and I love it now. Looking it was back. part of being being a kid, though. It's fun, so. yeah. And and it doesn't have like you don't have to impress anybody Dude. with your music. And, style and you know what's funny? You know what's funny? There's all these new artists on YouTube that are creating all these new synth pop songs. Like it's a whole new wave of synth pop. Like, MGM or MGM. Like or there's a couple. Like well, there's a couple bands called like v- VHS Dreams is one of them that I listen <laughs> really? to. Or like yeah, like <laughs> VHS Dreams is like this new be synth, kind like, rewind 80s 80s inspired synth pop band. Like it's new wave or. Way, you know, the Gambino. new new wave. You ever listen to that guy, Childish Gambino? Think, Danny Glover or no. not Danny Glover? Uh, Manny, Manny Crispin Glover? Glover. No, no, the, the one from uh, Community. Ed Lover. Donald Glover. <laughs> Donald Glover. <laughs> yeah. He, yo, oh, yo, Donald yo. Glover from Community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a rapper. Donald His name's Childish Glover. Gambino, and he Childish does Gambino? like retro, like seventies and eighties, like nice. R and B style okay. stuff too. Something nice. like yeah. So stuff. people are returning to those. Yeah, roots, it's really so good. Really, nice. Yeah. We're off topic, but that's good. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but I mean, sorry. listen, this is a perfect no, thing. Right. My brother was born in 1969. So uh, he, 69. he, and he, listen, when we grew up Not together, good. we shared a room in a small house. He, all night long, he would leave on Howard Stern, or he, well, he would, we would leave the, the classic rock station on sometimes, or sometimes he would leave on 90, 94 WYSP, which Stern would come on in the morning. So I would wake up and hear Howard Stern's voice every morning, but overnight, they would play a lot of classic rock. You know, but not and ninety four back in the day sort of was more classic rock it seemed like before one oh two nine I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I would get that influence of that older rock and roll. And he was an older he's a year older than you. Yep. So he's an older Gen Xer who yeah, influenced me from like that older style of music. Yeah. Right. I mean my wife is born four years after me, so she's seventy four. Right. And when we uh, she has got Sirius XM in her car, and when I drive, I want to hear the First Wave channel, which is all the uh, um, 80s, you know, second British invasion type of things. Right. And when she's in the car, she wants to li- listen to the Lithium channel, which is all the grunge stuff. So, and we like both, but if we had a preference, I'm sticking with the mm. 80s. Yeah. For with the like when you're in, when you're in college, when I, when I was in college, the alternative music at that point was early REM. 
Um, Jane's Addiction. Uh, a little bit of Jane's Addiction. Yeah. That was still a little early for them. Um, and um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. A little, bit, a little bit of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, uh, if you want to get deep, you go you go Smiths and Depeche Mode. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, all that. yeah. Smiths, Depeche Mode, so Cure. Cure, right. absolutely. Cure. Mm, good stuff. So that, yeah. was, that yeah. was the alternative. Goth rock. Mm, rock. Good stuff. Yeah, and like you would get into what? Velvet Underground maybe back in the day. If you want to go a little like more deeper, sure. Yeah, Lou Reed. Deeper stuff. Lou yep. Reed. Yeah, I'm going a little bit deeper. That's that's a deeper cut. Right? Deep, Nick Cave. Deep cuts. Nick Cave was, uh, you know. <laughs> what? I don't even know what you guys are fucking talking about anymore. Nick Cave? You don't know any no, bad seeds? No, no, sorry. <laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Randy and see, I just know Randy about Newman. them just because, like, exploring down into, like, that goth, like, kind of early goth rock or whatever. Susie and the Banshees. Because I got into that for a while. Susie and the Banshees. Here, yeah. Here's, here's, here's my, um, my litmus test for, um, for Gen Xers. Scott, do Ewoks annoy you or do they remind <laughs> you of your teddy bear? I got a couple. Hold on. This is a test. Ewoks. Where do you stand on Ewoks? I love the Ewoks. A little both? Okay. All right. All right. He likes cute uh, things. Uh, Headbangers Ball. Were you drinking alcohol when you watched it, or were you sneaking up to watch it when your parents were asleep? I didn't watch it. Oh my god! I was god. sneaking. I can't, I can't even talk. To I was. See? I was an R and B hip hop breakdancer guy. Oh, sorry. The Zoomers are they a menace hiding in your neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> News if at you 11. see a Zoomer, call. <laughs> yeah. Do not approach. Yeah. Jesus. They may be dangerous. They are pretending to be Gen Xers. <laughs> But they're not. They want to steal your retirement fund. Right. It's like he pulls up in a white van with the slides of door and says, hey, kid, you want you want some grunge? You want <laughs> I, got, I got some good 80 synth pop for you. No, I got some Pearl Jam bootleg. 1990. Come on. Come on and get in the van, kid. I'm a Gen Xer, yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure I am. Oh, the smiley face in a wrong shirt. Yeah. Right, yeah. Hey, kid. So... Would you like a pair of Doc Martens? They're already broken in. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. All right. I got a so final shirt in the back, I think too. a big touchstone for everybody was, or a big news item, if you want to get into news items, I think a big news item was uh, Challenger Disaster. We did well, mention that's, that that's, before. That's, that was I was 16. Uh, yeah, okay. see, I was, in, I was in like fourth grade, so yeah. whatever, eight, ten, nine, whatever. Yeah, nine, ten. ten. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the no, I was probably ten. But yeah, you're, you're right. Like that, the AIDS thing I st- sticks out because I'm a morbid fuck. And then the <laughs> Challenger thing. Definitely, Challenger was 86, yeah. so I was 11. You yeah. were probably 10. You were 10. Yeah, 10, yeah. Dan was an embryo. No. Dan was <laughs> nine, so it's like math. Okay, so Challenger, yeah. We're see, that's huge because we we stopped class. Yeah, I remember and that, we too. Watched it and we uh, See, but well, we watched it in class <laughs> too. When we watched the whole but, shit. But then what happens is, you know, and then they sent everybody home too. I think, I after think that. So. Probably. Well, not us, but I remember my teacher crying. And then nine eleven happens, right? Not, I mean, not not close, but so nine eleven happens, and we were all old enough to have perspective as an adult on nine eleven, right? Yeah. So so that happens, and that defines what that's Generation X has to handle this. Is this still the responsibility of the boomers? Which I think. Kind of was because they came in and fucked it all up. It was, but or was is this like the millennials defining moment? I think this defines. I think this defines. Nine oh. Eleven defines the millennials, and if you're young and you have to grow up in a world, the that's early old, millennials, like mm-hmm. is that, that generation still going right at this point? Right. Well, they're, like they're, my they're, daughter they're was born in 06. There's, there's is no she more, considered she's millenn- not a millennial? No, she's not, like not the generation after that. No way. Yeah. So what's yeah. that generation? Z. I don't know. Generation Z. Let's not even talk about them right now. But no, our kids are yeah, like Z. They're not yeah, Y. Guys, That's, I, I asked beyond. this question before and nobody gave me the answer. They're so Z. I think they're Generation Z. Your kids are beyond millennials. Right? Okay. They're, they're oh yeah, they're not millennials. I was just yeah. wanted to clarify this. Millennials were alive. I think millennials all. I think it's fair to say whether they were young or not, they were all alive during 9/11. Okay. They were probably 10. Yeah. The Kennedy assassination kind of defines the boomers. 
Generation X is the muddled middle with no real, you know, watermark. For we didn't have a name for the longest time. Generation we X. The, we had the we yeah. Were the, we were the latchkey kids. We were the MTV generation. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. We didn't have a name until whoever made that article or book in '91, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what you're talking about, kind of thing. So, uh, well, let me let me ask you this. Here and here's uh, I, I bring up the 9/11 thing. I, I'm sorry if this is a rough segue. Can you hear me now? I right, was I'm moving back and forth. You okay? Sorry, it was Douglas Copeland, Generation X: Tales for an Accelerated Culture. That was the name of the book. Right? March 15, 1991. Yeah. Okay, and that's us. And we'll take it. Sure. And I wear I Generation wear. X. Thanks, Doug. I wear. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Doug. Thank you. I wear Generation X on my arm like a fucking badge. Like I'm Generation X, but I. Don't you got a lot of tattoos. Why don't you have an X tattoo? I'm getting. I'm, I, that's a good idea, Scott. That's next. I got some spots I got to fill. We should in. all get matching tattoos. No, we joking. should get. That would be awesome. That's a great idea. That's a great my idea. My lower dude. back is ready. <laughs> Big Generation X. X ready for my stamp. Gen X trans stamp. It's, 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 it's right shaved, right waxed, over and ready to go. Track. Oh yeah, awesome. that's what we were doing before the show. <laughs> so <laughs> you I wear. Get, I can't get the X out off your hairy ass. It marks the right across my cheeks. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Anyway, whatever, badge of honor, badge of honor. There's no homophobia <laughs> going on here. No homo. It's just a bunch of guys talking about hairy asses. There's no. Are any of you guys homosexual? With that, you mean like flaming? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, we had a point, right? We <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, sorry. I distracted you with my delicious lower back. <laughs> you were talking about uh, badge of honor. You wear like a badge of honor, Anthony. You're. Lower back, never mind. Thanks, baby. Um, I got dimples. It's one. No, yeah, oh. it's supposed to curve. <laughs> Stop looking. Does your wife notice that? Oh, when she's oh hey, oh, uh, take it easy with the starp on. <laughs> Did I say that wrong? Yeah, you meant strap on. <laughs> oh, uh, is that what it's called? Starp on, starp <laughs> off. <laughs> Mental uh, mess. Don't drink as much before listen. show. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. W- just for the record, folks, yes. we're drinking on this episode. So I am not. You, if you're gonna catch an episode, this is the fucking one to get. You Fuck wear a yeah. badge of honor. I wear Generation X with a badge. of Here's what I also wear. I'm a, I'm a big fan of history. Like I could, we could nerd it up all night. And I'm sure you guys know this, and you could probably join in and be equally good. We could stay with the conversation about how much I love history. Fair enough, right? We all like history. Yeah. You majored in it in college. I, I minored in it. Oh, that's minor. Thanks for knowing. That's the jerk off. Minor. Minor didn't in college. And then I went back and got another degree because it didn't help me much. But, but, but it does make me enjoy and appreciate life uh, from a different perspective, having studied history in a a deeper way. And I have a theory. Can I, can I pose to you a theory? Yes. I mean, this This whole episode is about a theory. Well, that's. A What's point. a theory? That's an excellent as long as your theory involves the an theory. X tattoo, don't, is, don't distract. Uh, there's no, no, it's no, not about tattoos. No, no tattoos. So okay. I have a theory about history and why Americans have such a hard time with it. Lay it on. And I think this covers a number of area, areas, area, areas, eras, eras, areas, ideas, era, era. <laughs> it covers a lot of things, and I think we're teaching our kids history incorrectly. Okay. All right. Now bear with me on this. All right. I thought about this a lot. I have no scientific scientific evidence to back this up. But I just know I'm right. Stop with the disclaimers. Yeah. Fly that free flag. <laughs> I, God damn it. I, I know. I'm, I'm trying to formulate how to say it properly. We're lubed up and bent over. Just give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> I got your clothes off. I got to close the deal. Come on. Uh, we're teaching. We need to teach history backwards. There, I've said it. Okay. Okay. From right. the present to now the listen, past. Now listen. We have to start with the present. Literally. Like the past year. And you have to take that and say, okay, well, this is how it is now. And then you have to back up. Because you have to explain how it got to that point, and you do it little by little, and you take little increments, and you keep going back and back and back over the years, over the decades, and you open up time. Because how do we teach history now? 
right? What do we do now? Past to the future. We, like take, in, we take some arbitrary Western point in the past. civilization. Because, yeah, you could, you could start literally 5,000 years ago and justify a link to today. You literally could. If you know anything about history, you could do that. But we do it wrong because nobody has any... Nobody understands, nobody gets, especially when you're casually taking history in high school, because you have to, nobody cares about 5,000 years ago or 500 years ago or 50 years ago because you weren't there. You don't understand the connection. You, you're too young to understand the connection. Well, I think that's why they're, they're implementing more um, of modern stuff now. Well, I but mean, they did it in, when I was in high school as far as like, you know. Right. They're, they're, they're trying to get further and closer to our current point. But we're not there. Yeah. So when I was in high school, we stopped at like, I want to say the 60s, maybe 70s. And it didn't connect. I still didn't connect it. Right. And I, know I can put, I can understand. I can read the facts. I can put details together. But I can't, I can't relate to it. And, and, and history, human history is personal. I don't care who you are or where you come from. All history is personal because it all it affects us. You're right. So what we have to do Context and, and how time. right and how we can sure. better understand ourselves and our generations and th what I want to bring into the, the topic here is we need to start now and we need to look at now we need to, we need to start with kids with the election the current election or, or 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 you know worst case scenario go back to this election maybe the one before that and then work backwards take five year increments and you know what that'll do is break down the stigma of the past not being connected with us today. And the reason I bring this up, and you guys maybe chime in or tell me to go fuck myself, we can go back to a different topic, is is that I think we don't understand our generations. We don't understand ourselves. We definitely don't understand ourselves within the context of our of our of our society right now. We don't understand. There is such a big divide in what our country. There is a huge divide racially, right? Socially, sexually, feministity, feminism istly wide. There you go. Feministically, thank you. Th I'm struggling here. I need I'm some help here. Thank you. I just wanted to see you struggle. Sorry. I, I appreciate that. Nice. That we are really we are struggling to understand different factions of our society so much so that there's violence and there's regret and there's anger towards other other parts of our society that don't need to be there, and we refuse to accept the truth about how we got to this point and how it still is in many ways bad for some people to put it bluntly and mildly. So how can we take from a generational context, oh my God, I might be getting a little too deep and I might have been drinking a little bit too more, much more than okay. I should have. Well, how can we take might. that, a, a serious understanding of history and help develop our generation? Because l let's be honest, the baby boomers, they're not changing their minds. Well, right? here's the thing. No, they're not changing their minds. No. Uh, Gen X is, is in the muddled middle. We are in the middle <laughs> of history. We are in the middle of these two giant loud mouth monster generations that... I I would I and I the millennials get a bad name, well, but I, I'm on their side. Yeah, I, I, I so, I'm sorry. So go ahead, Dan. You're up. I kind of I understand what you're trying well, to say. Hold on, before, Generation X is neither a generation nor an X. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> I I see where you're trying to go, and I. Well, then fucking help me. I kind of agree, but the whole here's the problem. Okay. Are you talking about like teaching the the kids that are already like still in school? Or are you trying to say you gotta start somewhere? Like <laughs> I mean, like. I, like, are we going to say, listen, everybody in our generation, gather around. Like, I, I, I this think, is, do you know what I mean? Saying? I, I, like, think, I think you, you have to start as young as possible. I think you have to reach, like, uh, like, okay, the school year's coming up. Let's start with them. Okay. Because that, the, that makes sense. The people that are here now are not going to do that. Like, no, none of us here are going to go take a history class. 
for if fun. you pay for I it, I'll worry about modern. Well, I just worry about it. pedagogy. I worry about our teachers just so beaten down that they just teach you the road stuff. They teach you the factoids, well, and they can't teach you. I mean, if a teacher came into a class, like a history teacher came into a class, and the first day in high school for like juniors or seniors or, or even sophomores, and said, "Listen, I know you don't care about history, but here's why you should." And well, like, kind of get in their face and well, kind of challenge them instead of just saying, "In 1492, Columbus uh, sailed the ocean blue." Like well, instead yeah. of that, you have teachers that they teach history to give to teach people how to have to look at it with context. <laughs> and so I agree with the whole backwards go. I starting I'm in the present, I'm absolutely right about and that. telling I'm them right about start with their own that. history, give them a context for their time, and tell right. them that history right. leaves its mark on you. Right. You can't separate yourself from your context of your time. And then listen. There is a past that you need to remember so you don't repeat it and then go backwards right. from there. I, have, well, well, I think we hit a, a, a trigger of yours, which we should come back to. But oh, I okay. have a millennial friend who. You do? You, yes, I have Whoa. several. Some of my best friends no, are millennials. What is he like? <laughs> he, he they just happen to be millennials. Right. I'm just not judging. He majored in history. Not that there's anything wrong with that. He majored in history. Yes. So he wasted his time him, just like I did. Okay, right. They told and him he, when he went, was going to go teach that he had to teach a certain. Topics, because of the way the government runs the. It's all oh, regulations. I, 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 yes, I, abs- and, like, and that's well. That's what I mean. Certain like, things like he wasn't allowed to teach because they don't want you to, the kids to know about it. I, I no I I and I absolutely like American so, like, history. It's his hands are tied behind about, his back. For, I mean that's all. And see, and here's the problem. And that's another topic. American history that you learn in high school is is the most watered down, rah rah, patriotic fluff mm-hmm. you're ever going to run into, and that's why people don't. Understand. That's why people the the validity of our system reigns strong because people yeah. don't understand. And and I think you have a better and deeper appreciation for it when you understand the faults and the wrongs that it's done instead of just Absolutely. saying the rah rah fluff stuff that that isn't true. Because I have a deeper appreciation for things and where we've come and what we've overcome because I've studied it more. Scott, sure, but the but, Zoomer perspective. But, <laughs> and I think teachers are hamstrung, and I think you hit on that too. Absolutely, I, I, you definitely went. You know, the teachers. Our teachers were hit or miss, I guess, in high school. But well, we had like there that wasn't one a lot of inspiration class. there. We had that one class with Miss Cantonese. Uh, we had what was the where we met? Yes, know, it was senior. Yes. We senior year. It was yes. an honors sort of world culture and world international society. relations. Yes, international yeah. relations. It was right. called. And, it was and, called and international she, relations. And she brought us more reality into it. You know, I mean, it was more of a little of, philosophy of a, mixed in. Right, I, right. I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I think. Go ahead, Scott. I think that is absolutely valid. But I think older kids are going to be more receptive to maybe some of the dirty underbelly stuff. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, so if you're teaching history to younger kids, I think it it makes sense to teach them more of the, as you called, patriotic rah-rah bullshit. Just because to set to set a framework. And here's, okay, we, and we defeated the, well. the British, and the, and the British didn't want uh, wanted to keep us as a colony, wanted to keep us under the thumb. And we fought for that freedom. Yay! So I think maybe ha- teaching that part to younger kids first, and then maybe getting in deeper yeah, when, they can, and when they yeah, can but, handle but you, it. Well, but is it? I I, mean, I was talking. I, I I don't. I mean, the nitty gritty, bloody, violent stuff. Yeah, no, you don't have. You don't have to. You don't have to get into that. I, I agree with that. But but you also don't have to say, you know, we we fought because we were repressed. Well. You could argue that you weren't. Um, it's a bunch of rich white guys that didn't want to pay their taxes, and they fought for it. And that's another negative perspective. 
you could kind of find a middle ground and say, well, the British did some things we didn't like, and we didn't like this, and, and didn't this like is why, and we didn't like, and we we guy got over there we, deferring what we do, right? And we right, and we did we wanted, and we we got into a war for it, and and you, you don't have to make it. Right. But I'm talking, I mean, you don't have to do that, I don't think, from the beginning. But I'm talking about, like, in high school, when you really start to delve into American well, history. You throw you the say, facts down. Because I didn't no care. About, I didn't, who gives a shit about some guy saying, well, the world's round. Uh, we got to prove that. First of all, that's not true. We always knew it was round. But I was about to say, are you one of those flat earth people? <laughs> <laughs> we got it. Can, can we talk too. about those jerk offs for a second? God. Like, like, all right, listen, if you want to believe uh, in creation, I can even stomach creationism if you want, but for fuck's Don't sake. Don't teach it in my school, though. Th- for fuck's sake, the flat earth. Come Honestly, on. dude. And he, you can here's, teach a, so here's my sociological theory. Class. Don't teach it in a science. Here's class. my That's sociological right. theory on why this conspiracy theories exist and why people are so into the flat earth shit. And and reptilians and all this shit. I blame the boomers. It's Hol- because it's because people want control. <laughs> it's a crazy world and controlling reality in that way. If you say I believe the Earth's flat and the moon landing was fake and 9/11 was an inside job, that gives you a sense, an illusion of control. It gives you an illusion of control over your reality, and that's what I think people are lacking. We feel since 9/11, we feel like we're so out of control. We're so loaded up with fear that. I feel like even just in the perception of your reality, that's why reality is splintering. That's why truth is dead, like that Time Magazine cover said. That's why Trump is all the fake news, and now you can argue about what's fake and what's real. Like, reality is at stake right now. Like, at no time in history is. It's funny because we have a way through the Internet to see what reality is happening via video live across the world, but yet reality is so tenuous now. Now that there's now it's like confirmation bias now. It's like there's such a case of like confirmation bias with people and their perception of reality that you can believe anything now and it's your truth. So you can't you can't argue my truth. That's my truth. Well, and that's going to be the problem with teaching. It's like it's all history. so it's always going to be the problem. Oh sure. History. No, it's so it's, subjective. Now. History is always going to be subjective. Always. And I'm not saying we're going to get rid of that by teaching it the opposite way. I'm saying Give people something they can relate to that they've lived through. Yeah, absolutely. And tell them why they're there. Totally. Agree. Don't start 500 years ago and say, "Oh, by the way, this totally is where agree. you come from," because that's <laughs> not. That, there's no, no perspective that ma- there. That that's that's makes all sense. I'm saying. But, but I, and I wonder, like, okay, you said, what did you say? Like, we live in the post reality or post post truth world or whatever. They yeah, it's like the it's is real is truth that yes, yeah. it's anti. It's like I, I kinda, total I mean, subjectivity. I, and I agree. I but again, isn't isn't that just another byproduct of our technologically advanced society? I mean, was 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 reality or was the truth reality when when the Holocaust was being formed? I mean, I hate to beat a dead horse, but I mean. You had a lot of people that were fooled. You had a lot of people that were told a lot of lies, and they kind of bought it. And it was widespread. But see, back then, okay, if the Holocaust happened now, there would have been people with cell phones filming it through the fences now. Like, there was no, back then, at least, there was an excuse for being rumors and for being misinformation. There was an excuse back then because they didn't have instantaneous communication with visual communication. Like, so someone could I can agree with that, right. Right. But that's what I'm saying is like now... I'm saying it did exist. It did it exist. It did exist. And now it should not be. I agree with right. you. It but shouldn't the, be. The but it's irony not new. is... It's, it's not, not new to humanity. Disinformation okay, is right, not okay. new. Oh, yeah. But absolutely. I'm saying yeah, it's yeah. there's no excuse now. And it's crazy. Uh, no, I agree with you It's now, crazy yeah. that yes, it's there's... It's even, it seems like it's even are, worse. Because you could be filming something... Not everybody has access to all that stuff. Like Trump can sit there... Trump can sit there and go, I didn't say that. And you can fucking show him a video of him fucking saying, he's like, that's not me. It's fake. Like, reality... Reality should be like you should be able to show someone a fucking recording of what they said, and they say we got you. 
this is what you said, and the person should not be able to say, wrong, I didn't fucking say it, and get away with it. He shouldn't get away with shit, but people well, still do. But, like, but, that's the crazy But are we a victim? So crazy. we're either a victim of our own pessimism, or we have a healthy or we're willfully ignorant. We're shown. Or we're being willfully... Uh, some I'm, people, I'm skeptic of everything anymore. Or we're being I'm willfully right, ignorant. Like, how many pictures do you see on the internet that are fake? It's all fake. Even the... the remember that? Okay, let's go fake back news. to the... Um, all those news oh, pictures sure. all those videos, videos, they're all right. fake. It's not my dick, all right? It's not <laughs> okay. my... Sure, well, we're ta- you're talking Wait pictures. A That's, Wait a minute. <laughs> That's great. And even video no, can be fake. Right, but no, listen. Even Lee video Har- can be Lee fake. Lee Harvey Oswald. Remember that picture of him holding the newspaper under his neck, holding the rifle? Yeah. That was fake. And there wasn't an internet there to fake it. It wasn't photoshopped. It was cut up. <laughs> and Scott's, I don't even know what they did then. Scott's so old, he actually met Lee Harvey cut, Oswald. Cut and paste. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That dude owed him yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, but, okay, so you're saying... So you're giving Trump a pass then? He can. Oh, he, fuck he, no. Okay. no, no, no. Well, I'm no, saying no. there's a Absolutely limit then. Not. There is a limit Absolutely then. Absolutely not. I, I just, I mean, I, I'm say, I'm giving. There's people, always been I'm misinformation. Giving, I'm giving pessimism a pass to a point because, and I know <laughs> you just, you just, that was all Alex Jones triggers, by the way, right there. <clears throat> Alex Jones, <laughs> my, he's my favorite comedian. Uh, I, he's a fucking Wait, well, how am I triggered by Alex Jones? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, as you're, you're, you're the he's com- a reptilian. I, 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 cynicism. I don't think. I think. Not Hashtag how what, what do you mean by that? Cynic, no, no, you're I'm giving just, I mean, cynicism I, a pass. I, I agree. Like, uh, what we, do you we mean? can say, well, you, we showed you the video of you doing it, and and you're right. And for the most part, you're right. The video's there. I saw you do it. You know, uh, they beat up Rodney King. Whatever you want to say, I saw the video. What I believe that what I saw. Microphone. But you know what? There's a lot of stuff out there that you're not. I'm, I'm going to look at and I'm going to say, well, that's fake. And I'm going oh, to start wondering, like, fake what shit else is fake? fake? Fake shit still exists. Absolutely. Right, yeah, but, but, it's, but it's, it's, it's really hard to decipher a lot of this stuff anymore. Sometimes not even is, fake, yeah. though. Like, uh, a video cut up so that that only shows that particular portion of right. whatever. Okay. And let's they put that out there as I, news. And it's let's not take it back to the Holocaust. Stop. Let's take it back to the <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. And you're and you're let me let me you're, let me make a point there. You get this little done. video snippet, but you're not doing the two minutes before and the two minutes after that really put all of that in context. Right. Yeah. Right. Good point. That's all I'm saying is, is cynicism still has a place. Oh, I think you're talking yes. about skepticism. Skepticism. I'm skepticism. sorry. Skepticism. I'm kind of talking about both. He no, said, dude. This fucker said cynicism. It's his fault. Dude, I'm cynical here's the deal. Skepticism. I've been studying <laughs> pragmatism. I'm skeptical of cynicism. Philo- uh, uh, I've been studying I, pragmatism, and I think you are a pragmatist. You are a pragmatist, and that's really? we should study you the philosophy of pragmatism. He's way too pessimistic. Prag- no, no, no. He's an atheist. He is not. Listen. I know this boy. He's a he comes off. No, he comes off as being skeptical, uh, cynical. Maybe sometimes Definitely. he comes off being cynical. Not cyni- I'm not cynical. He's not. He's I'm not. not cynical at all. Skepticism, though. Healthy, healthy skepticism. Right. 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 Healthy right. skepticism. Right. That's what he's. That's into. what I mean. Then I just. He said cynicism. I didn't mean not cynicism. cynicism. I meant skepticism. I blame him. Now, does <laughs> I blame the guest. I understand. Does he have a little bit of a temperamental time when he gets a little upset? And he, that's passion. Dirt it's not. Smash. It's not temper. It's passion. He gets excited. He's passionate. Right, he's passionate, and he gets pissed off at injustices. Yeah. Well, he's because, not because that's not like, cynicism. Because I can look at something and say, "Well, you know, that's bullshit," or I can look at something and say, well, "I understand both sides," and I can be human right. and say, instead of 
Uh, this makes me uncomfortable. My emotions are telling me where to go, and I'm going to decide on the side of I've been always been taught this. So I'm going to go. And with you're going to blind. And it drives me fucking crazy. You're not going to blind yourself willfully, right? Because nothing is because nothing is sacred to me, save my relationships with human beings. Like the only thing in the world to me that is sacred is how I feel and how I get along with other human beings. The countries don't matter. Flags, symbols, history—it doesn't matter to me in the long run. It's how well I can treat other people. Yeah, you're a humanist at well. all possible, and how well I can that's not good. let other people degrade my life. Like, you're a humanist. Yeah, that yes. too. I mean, not to label you. People, are, I mean, people like, we must label. Not things. the label. See again. Well, the labels. Don't compartmentalize me. Or whatever. No, but yeah, there but is yeah, a difference between cynicism and yes, skepticism. I meant I apologize. No, 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 everybody. no, no. I, I'm not. Yeah, you, you, Anthony literally poured beer on my glass, and I got the words wrong, which is really. I mean, I, <laughs> I can I blame the beer, beer, but I get words wrong all the time. No, it's it's not that you were wrong. It's just that I think that's a that's an important distinction, though, and I think we've lost that distinction in our culture. I think that right. when people say I'm a realist, no, you're no. you're a cynicist. If you're you're a cynical in the modern sense, because ancient <laughs> cynics were different. Ancient cynics were like skeptics. They were skeptics. They were the true skeptics. They were right. they were cynics. They saw the world for what it was. That's what at least they tried to. But a cynic, in the modern sense, is someone who's negative, who's pessimistic, and they call themselves realists. And I don't think that's what you are. I don't oh, think God. any of us in Jesus our room Christ, no. are the are pessimists. I think that we are. This is what we started this podcast, you know, in in our own way. But we're. It doesn't mean that we need to be airy fairy blinding ourselves to the negative things in the world, but we also don't fixate on the negative. I mean, Dan and I were talking about that before you guys showed up for the cast tonight, is that, that there's so f- we're so fixated on the negative sometimes through our media, and they feed on our negativity bias sometimes. Oh, we sure. Have, you know, so it's, yeah, I think nobody it in this goes room back is, to, is a pessimist back. or a cynic. I think we're Well, I brought skeptic. up that, that post that your wife put up with that good. video of the neg- negativity and how our brain just, like, sees the negativity and... and Naturally, like a survival mechanism. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a survival thing. Right. So, like, that's yeah. what they feed on TV to us, and our brain's like, "Ooh, you know, let's keep watching this." Right. Like, because you get addicted there's to danger. it because it's danger. Oh, right. Because I need to know the danger where it's, it's coming from. It's a lot from. harder to be positive. It yeah. is. right. It takes it's, more it's, energy. It's physically, absolutely, physiologically, yeah. willpower. Yes. And and that's that's I, there's a there's a TEDx talk about that, a very good one where they talk about just the same thing. Negativity is an evolutionary benefit. It is. Yeah. It is because Absolutely. you're skeptical and you're you're negative and you're like, well, this is going to hurt me. I better be careful. And if it doesn't, great. But if it does and but, I miss but it, maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Of course. Of course but, maybe. but maybe. Right. So, uh, to be negative is we're evolutionary, evolutionarily built for that. Yeah. The problem is toxicity. And physiologically, right. But but we're yeah. at a point now where toxic. the negativity doesn't. We don't need it anymore. We're awash in it. But societally, I mean, yes. individually, I mean, listen, if you're going to walk down a dangerous street where you know that there's been murders, well, okay. having, ne- a, negative a, view, and having a negative view of that street is a good thing. Yes. But we need to evolve to the point where we can say, you know what? There's a war going on over there. Not all of those brown people are going to come over here and hurt me. Exactly. I don't need to bend towards the negative on that issue. Maybe I can be the positive one and say, hey, we can get out of this together. There's a difference between those two. Right. It's not just all and, the... And, all Generation Mexicans X are bad. Lead us to that promised land. It's not like the the message that it's our open. president and <laughs> his will. administration are feeding him is like other people are the problem. Brown people from the south, brown people from the way out east, they're the problem. They're taking your jobs, they're killing you. Hate them, hate them, hate them. You have a mic, so like, say it. That's that's the problem yeah, is that it's okay though. to admit that our country has problems that we aren't haven't always done the right thing. You can still be a patriot and say, you know what? It's mature. It's adult to say, I have made mistakes. Our country has made mistakes. Maybe we're not number one anymore in some ways. 
once you admit your problems, then you can improve them and grow. I'm not by blaming two. other not by blaming other people. Scott, you the Zoomers. You can absolutely be a uh, patriotic rah rah I love the flag person, and at the same time have a have there's a lot of stuff problem. There's a lot of problems, and we need to fix them. Absolutely. Those those two are not mutually exclusive. I love the quote from. Lawrence Fishburne in I forget which uh, Mission Impossible movie where he says I will bleed on the flag to make sure the stripes are still red, like and and I I kind of feel that way. And at the same time, I feel that there's a lot of shit that we need to get fixed. Mm. Those two thoughts are not mutually exclusive. If you are a mature human being like yourself, <laughs> but the problem is yeah, wow, we call you me don't mature. Yes, well, I know, right? <laughs> mature is strong. We don't word. throw that around. We don't I've, throw I that still word like around. I've been drinking a lot, a lot here. but <laughs> let's say responsible. But but <laughs> all the people who let's are, not say that either. No, you're right. The people who are scapegoat fans, like the Trump fans, when they scapegoat and say, "Oh, you know, it's not my fault that my problems are America's great. We just have like these people. Other people are the problem." When you're scapegoating mm. and you're not admitting your problems, you can't fix your problems. Right. It's like an addict. You have to admit you're an addict first to become a, a non-addict to yep. fix your problem. We are addicted to blaming other people for our problems as a culture. Yeah. That's the problem. It's a lot easier to blame somebody else, mm -hmm. and it's um, it's a lot easier. Yeah, it's just a lot easier not to take responsibility. I mean, yeah, it's not my problem. It's that person's problem up there. Yeah, they they caused it. Right. I'm I'm not at fault. And, Someone else is at fault. And the media feeds into it because um, stronger than the drug heroin is the drug. I'm right. And mm. and media feeds into that, and they they want to say, yeah, you're right about your opinion because you're right. And when when those things are challenged, that's when people mm, are uncomfortable. But it's easy to feed for the media to feed into uh, you're right in this opinion of X, Y, and Z. Right. And and <coughs> do you think there's <laughs> not to bring the, not to bring it back, but to totally bring it back? Yeah, we kind of should. Do you think there's a difference between I want to say skepticism, cynicism, whatever, between your part of our generation and my part of our generation. I think, I'm like you guys are more apt to believe. I, I, I don't. I don't want to tell you what you're more apt to believe. I, I know. I believe that our our the those that were don't formed, tell me what you're. You know, I'm believing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I don't mean to do that. No, no. Like it's when I grew when I grew up through grunge, I I was definitely hit with cynicism. Like, wait a minute. Sure. This is bullshit. We were told this, and it's not the reality, and this well, is what's even, going on. Even worse, and now, and I, and I carry that that on to this day. But well, go ahead. Even worse for somebody like me who is who uh, was brought up in in the eighties and everything. Oh, in the eighties, yeah, great. And then I go to Excess. college, and I get out of college. It's nineteen ninety two. It's a fucking recession. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So I had all this positivity, and I try to get out in the work world, and there's fucking nothing. Can right? I ask you a question? How did how did you get affected by the Great Recession, 2008? What happened to you guys? I mean, can you without getting into numbers, dollars, and cents, tell us about your finances? How they got hit? The because that you was know, a little podcast. I'm lucky I'm enough joking. to be in a. <laughs> yeah, our <laughs> last podcast about this, was about finance. Well, I'm asking right. about his finances in particular, not. Our I'm lucky. He wasn't on the last episode. Sorry, sorry. I'm lucky to be in, in enough in a job where. While I don't experience the the great highs if things are going fantastically well, I also don't experience the the great lows. Um, so while I did take a hit uh, financially because I'm a commission salesperson, um, and um, I took about a fifteen to twenty percent hit, which hurt. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people that much much worse than me. So yeah. I did take a hit, but it wasn't as bad as others. 
Okay. Because right. a lot of what I do is regulatory driven and it has to be done and it's not like, you know, it's not uh, things on a whim or buying widgets. It's, it's, it's government says you need to do X, Y, and Z for regulatory purposes for environmental stuff. So they, they did less of it, but they didn't have a choice to not do it. So in your sense, in your case. But that's just my personal Right, thing. right, right. But in your case, government regulation creates jobs. Good to know. So <laughs> when did you, you, you and for a little bit of backstory, if you don't mind, you had an apartment. Yes. You and your wife, and then you bought a house in the suburbs, which I regret that I didn't do that as well. When did you buy that house? I bought it right at the exact right time. Oh, you dodged I, the bullet. See, and that's I dodged in a the very bullet. expensive town. Right, and and it's like no. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. I, uh, um, you right, like, and the problem with our generation is a lot of us, uh, certainly the older ones like you, bought our houses either right before or a lot of us right at or right after that yep. that that bubble or right I'm sorry, right before the bubble and then the bubble. And then now we have problems, and now we're financially unfit. And that's what we talked about a lot last right, week. I, but, I dodged that bullet too because I bought in two thousand three. And was it that long ago you moved? Yeah. Wow, I'm losing track of time, man. Yep. That's crazy. You okay? So you you were well ahead of the bubble. So you were, you had a space cushion. <laughs> time, yeah, but time I, was I, all I was, relative, Derek. Yeah, yeah it, it was just starting. Have some to get more intelligence th- juice, guys. There you go. <laughs> blah 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 blah. Um, I bought right before the bubble went crazy. Okay. Okay. You know, so yeah. about what? 2007? 2007, 2008. 2008, I guess, is the year they, they kind of yeah. hit that. Okay. So, so you were you were actually ahead of the curve. So I, I bought at the exact right time. Okay. All right. So, see, okay. So I've never that, been underwater with my house. Well, that's, and I'm, gl- I'm happy for you. I'm glad for that. Because here's the thing, too. Like when I was in high school, <laughs> I've got this <laughs> your small little one fold. and a half. Of story Cape Cod uh, that my basement sometimes gets wet. Okay, literally you were underwater, but Dude. not not like, <laughs> like, like financially that. underwater, well, we right? Had, we're in a bungalow with the same wet basement. So. <laughs> right, you're in Jersey, the water table's high. Right. And in this exactly. case, you're Swamp better land. off being literally underwater than financially underwater because right, right. everybody's literally underwater and nobody cares. It's okay. Climate change, it's real. Oh, that's right. That's a whole other fucking episode, man. <laughs> um, Podcast fourteen, <laughs> the science episode. Scott, do you want to come back and talk about the Earth? Science. It blinded me. I'm in favor of science. Thanks. Uh, Should we? It's been really heavy so far. Should we change it back to pop culture? Like speaking of, uh, we've all all talked to the old man of the group now. Weird science just hit 32 years or something. I heard about Flock of Seagulls in Pulp Fiction. Did you know about Flock of Seagulls before that movie? Yes. 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 You fucking old fuck. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, that's the that's the divination line. That's where we say you're the, you're before what movie? August first, Pulp Fiction, nineteen eighty three. Yeah, August first was the nineteen eighty three. Wasn't that when Breakfast Club? No, MTV started. <laughs> I think. Yes, I believe it was eighty one, wasn't it, or eighty three? Is it eighty one? I thought it was eighty one. Someone looked no, that up. Twenty. It was uh, twenty five years. They said this week, or 35, 35 years. Thirty five years. Thirty five years. Uh, Folks, we're going to go well, on a little uh, commercial break here. August I just 1st, got really fucking depressed. This August 1st, 1981. 81? Seriously? Yeah. MTV died in like it the says so on the internet. early 2000s. But the, yes, we're not talking about MTV's death. We're talking about their birth. Let's stick so, with their birth. Okay, circling back to music. Uh, the Buggles. I was 11 years old. First song. You remember it. I remember. I Video want my MTV the with Cindy Lauper and the police and, and Gary Newman playing cars in a flock of seagulls and Video Killed Video the Radio, killed radio Star. Video Killed the Radio Star, yeah. All that shit. Right. That's that's what I fucking grew up on. 
That's awesome. And listen, I did too. I'm, I did too. and to a point, I'm I jealous of that. Well, I mean, I had it, but not until like the mid '80s. Like, right. like Back to the Future was, you know, I Missing remember. Persons. Can I remember ET. I think I saw ET in theaters. I saw Return of the Jedi. That's a question. Were, when you saw ET, were you afraid of ET? See, I was, I was fucking I was terrified. Terrified. <laughs> terrified. Terrified of that little fucking thing. Because yeah. you were older than us. But now, because now I kick E.T.'s ass. E.T. Now I'm kicking E.T.'s ass. a piece of shit. I mean, can't fucking... I, awesome. I Good for you. It. <laughs> <laughs> fucking I mean, take... it can't hurt me, Scott. That's all I'm saying. All right? Yeah, right. It can't hurt me oh, anymore. When, when I tell... People, <laughs> when I tell younger people that I saw the Goonies in the movie theater, right. they literally almost shit themselves. Yeah, oh, nice. like, that's the best thing movies. Let's talk about sex, we did, okay, baby. Oh, we, did, no, movies, we, did, yeah. we did politics about okay. yes. early Gen X versus oh, music. Are we, are we doing music? a two-hour podcast? We're we're, Dan, hour. it's our lucky 13th episode. <laughs> we got our first guest. We're going extra biggie we size. Have right. no, we're supersizing this episode. Just we're like our waistlines, we have no limits. Our belly's getting bigger. I, I had a birthday party, and we went to Return of the Jedi, and my mom made little little bags. One of my fondest memories of my early childhood. And we went, and the Ewoks were awesome. And I had a teddy bear that was very similar, and it would always stick with. So me. that was the first Star that Wars was, uh, movie what, that Teddy you... Ruxpin. No, no, it was just a little shitty. Teddy that was bear. wait. <laughs> my grandmother <laughs> sewed it up for me. So that God was the first Star Wars Wonder. movie you saw in the theater, in right? The theater, yep, yeah, Nine, two. absolutely. What Jedi. was the first Star Wars movie you saw in the theater? <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. So, oh, Star Wars, the original Star Wars. I was seven. That was May. My parents took Damn. me. May I don't remember then? it. That was May right. I remember Empire, I though, in 80. I remember going to see Empire. So you saw Empire in the theaters. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm a little Did jealous not. of that. I'm not, yeah, I am not too. Gonna I'm jealous, yeah. too. Yeah. How you doing? I was born in 77, <laughs> so up, I'm sexy. Good to be old. You were in... Now, don't get me wrong. It's good to be old. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Era. Movies for Gen Xers that don't really speak to me. Singles. Oh, really? Uh, I never Controversy. saw Controversy. So <laughs> I've never seen it, so it's all right. Um, Sorry. Oh, that's even more controversial. What was the other one? If you say The Crow. Fuck. Oh, I love The Crow. Okay, what, all right. What, what What was the one with Renona, Renona Ryder? Reality Bites. That movie blows. Never saw uh, it. Fu- yeah, but still, thank you. But Reality still, Bites is like... More, Reality Bites does bite. It yes. sucks. Reality Bites sucks. Never saw uh, it. The, the, uh, Good. Don't say it. Yeah, you're fucking wasting The best movies in this order are The Fucking Crow... Uh, Braveheart and Blade Runner. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. In at, that I'm, order? No, I'm no. I've been drinking. I'm out of I'm out of context on that one. Dude, Pulp so Fiction. Many, there's too many Dude, movies. I'm joking. I know. That I'm came to, out okay. to even make a list. No, I'm like sorry. like sing, but singles is a very good singles point. Is singles is like the it's supposed to be the movie about Gen the X. Seminal and Gen right. X and here's movie. the bitch. Singles is about you more than it is about me. That's but true. What spoke because to me more? All the fucking John Hughes movies. The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Absolutely. I was yeah. in high school when The Breakfast Club came out. Right, right. And that's weird because there are some Gen Xers that are my age. That, I knew a girl in college, my age. I knew a girl in college, born in 75, 76, who loved The Fucking Breakfast Club. Actually, you know what? Now that I come to think of it, her birthday was the date. What's the date in the beginning of the movie that they say? That they say? March that, something. That was her birthday. Not the 86 part, but like it was March 3rd or whatever. But that was her birthday, so maybe that's why she was obsessed with it. But she liked it. But yeah. so you relate more to like the John Hughes movies. Absolutely. Uh, what's your favorite? What's your favorite John Hughes movie? Some right. kind of wonderful. Some co- really. Some yeah, with Eric Stoltz and Leah Thompson. Who I, I never saw crush that. On. I never saw that. And uh, Mary Stuart Masterson, I think is her. Sure. Yeah. Eric Stoltz, man, he's an under underrated actor. But 
Eric Stoltz was in what grunge movie? What grungy time? What, 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 what Pulp movie? Fiction. Pulp Fiction. But to your point, he was in Pulp Fiction. Right. You want to keep stabbing in a motion like this? Yeah. <laughs> and um, but the Crow, yeah, that's that's more like I love the Crow, but that was more a touchstone for. Well, maybe. yeah, that's more fantasy. Yeah, but but that's what gets me is like singles is lost on you, but singles is about you. Yes. Like singles is way more about you than it is about the three of us. No offense, you're old as fuck. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, you're, you're like the singles were. Young. Can we start dicking on the 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 later Gen Xers, please? Can hey. we do that? Because <laughs> hey, hey. they're not here and they're not represented. So we just, fuck yeah, those we, guys. Yeah, we need to have some yeah. call-ins. No, but I'm serious. Like young <laughs> profes- young professionals in the early '90s, singles kind of hits on. Whereas me, I was in high school when I, you know, when it came out or whatever. And it, 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 that, that's 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 uh, that's. Yeah, I get that here. is what I'm. So to the say. Crow comic was published in like '89. So the comic book that the movie was based on was published in 89, if I'm reading this right. Yeah, so it freshman was the year movie, college. So the movie followed... <laughs> right. Yeah, so the movie followed not too long after, 94, right? I think the, movie, the Crow movie Something came out. Something like that. 93, long, 94, yeah. Yeah, I had a girlfriend, uh, finally, and it was 1994, and uh, yes, I remember going to see it. 89 to 94 is only five years. I thought it was longer. I thought the Crow comic book came out maybe oh, really? mid-80s, but anyway... I, I guess crow, I'm I have at a crow tattoo, so you know. I'm looking at it now. You can't rain all the time, Dan. Hmm? You have yeah. a tattoo for everything, just about. It can't and, <laughs> and that's an oh, that's a that's a good. You have a tattoo of the remains of the day on there somewhere on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a big DeLorean Dan, on his which back. Which testicle is my face on? Uh, <laughs> tattoo. Remind me, I forget. The left, right? Yes, the left. I, I plead the fifth. My face on that is one. tattooed on his left. There you go, tattoos. Big Gen X thing, younger Gen X thing, older Gen X, not so much. Not so much. Younger Gen X, definitely in the, in the tattoos. Not so much. Shall we talk? Shall we compare? Or I don't have any either. Movies? I mean, I'm 75, so I, you know, but years old. No, 75. Broad stroke generality. I don't have tattoos. I think it's more of a. I don't have right. tattoos. Right. My wife is not tattooed either. Gen X is yeah, early. Does. No, she has no tattoos. Bullshit. The, uh, well, I kind Bull- unless I call you bullshit. see her naked too. I, I, you know, when she's hiding. I think I would take Anthony's word that she probably doesn't have them. I thought she did. Nope. She's thought about it. I mean, so I've recently I've thought about it too, but it has to mean something. It has to, I heard you're what is the pissed s- off. What is the symbolism? What is your the girl has two. Well, let's talk about tattoos What's for a second. <laughs> symbolism. I mean, let's <laughs> sim- symbolism there. Um, yes, I always had a theory that you either have one tattoo and you got it and you're like, okay, I'm done with that. I don't need to do that again. And that's fine. Or you have like three or more because once you get one, you're like, ah, I love this. Yeah. I'm like, nobody has two tattoos. I think nobody. I have some like resi- re- residual religious well, dread. I'm, I'm not done. Because I think, you know, the it, Bible says you're not supposed to mark your body up. Well, and I was a hardcore Baptist no, back there, in the day. There's no God, I was, so you're fine. Before my, I wife has, my wife happens to have two tattoos and it bugs the shit out of me. And yes. mine too. Be- but they're, <laughs> they're very really meaningful. Only two? Two. But oh, it they're very meaningful. Like, it it to just her, totally though. kills my theory. Right? They're very oh, they're meaningful. Absolutely meaningful to her. To her. Absolutely. Like yeah. she didn't get my, one until once another one. Well, then you should buy her another one and prove my. Theory. But are they significant? And we're circling back to that I have no money right now. So <laughs> right. and we've come full circle. Uh, we've Thanks come full circle. Thank you, everybody. Join us next time. It's going to fix the economy. <laughs> Mike Trump. No, l- no. listen. Uh, but are they very deeply meaningful to her? Yes. See, that's the thing. I think for and not to be sexist. Here goes trigger warning. But maybe women, <laughs> maybe some women need it to be more meaningful. Not that guys don't need meaning for their tattoos, but I think guys will get like pop culture tattoos. Like Dan, for instance, mm-hmm. who's covered in pop culture tattoos. Derek, I don't know if you have any pop culture tattoos. Well, you have sports tattoos. I don't think Bridget would get a sports tattoo. I mean, that's true. No, that's true. That's you true. have like you, you have uh, Ghost, Ghost Rider. Rider. Yep. It's pop Ghost culture. Right. So you have rugby tattoos. You have yep. Ghost Rider. Right. Uh, so pop culture guys will get that shit. You know, hey, I'm into this. My sports team, I'll get right. that. This is what I like. 
Some women will do that, right, but I think right. most women need like that deeper meaning to it. Yeah. You know, so okay. Uh, Does yeah, that makes sense. Theory, yeah, I, I, good theory. Uh, I don't know. I've seen a lot of women with a lot of tattoos. So you yeah, want her no to get reason. more tattoos? Absolutely. Like, what do you? What I, would I, you want your wife to get? Like a sleeve or like? A, oh, I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> You're right. I yeah. I've I would, tapped into something. If, if my wife got a sleeve or even a hand, like I, I'm a big fan. So here's the thing: if you're a tattoo person, you will know this. I don't want to get my elbows tattooed. I just have a thing. I, I, I the older I get, the less I can't take pain anymore. I'm such a woman. About Is that it, kind of trashy though, too? Mm. No, you're, n- you're no some w- such a woman. About <laughs> it. Nice, trashy yeah. boy. I, don't, I, I, have nothing, I have nothing to hide. I'm not proud. I don't give a fuck. If you think I'm weak, I'm weak. I don't give a fuck. I was the best one. I so can't. You're calling women weak. I Is that can't. What you're to say? No, no, I'm calling myself no. Well, you know, I've been, I've been, no, Scott. Derek <laughs> Everman says women are weak. News at eleven. The thing with I'm sorry, I'm I personally can't handle getting my elbows tattooed, so I find so by default I find half sleeves sexier. Well, the, okay. The That's thing with getting any kind of joint tattooed is the That's you run like the risk bone, of man. pushing the ink out on one's healing. A joint? Tattoo? Yeah, like yeah. A, like a tattoo of a joint? Or? Yeah, that too. Okay. my fingers. Thank you. I'll be here well, all fingers night. Fingers don't hold. Finger, the skin, like I have my wrist. This I had a touch up on this thing now, and it's like it's just not sticking. Yeah. It's just you're talking about skin. I mean, it's just the kind of yeah. skin you have there. But I agree. Like the back of I have this one in the back of my arm here, and I was laying in bed and like I woke up the next day there's a big black spot on my sheets because it just pulled the, the ink out. I was just laying on it. Yeah, it sucks. We've covered music, we've covered politics, we've yes. covered finances mostly. Finances, a tattoos, bit. A bit. Uh, pop culture, well, social well, issues. We touched on movies for a little bit and then we just jumped the tattoos. Dan, what's your favorite movie, Dan? Dan Oh, I don't. Have I want to get a tattoo. Okay, Just so take a stab. And I would love your feedback out there, folks. Uh, I want to get egg shen on my back, a real big egg shen from Big Trouble in Little China, with holding nice. up the black magic thing. I think that's a big back. That's, you got to do that. What decade? Nineties. Nineties from the. No, listen, man. There's certain and movies that define like okay, you got to move so fast. The graduate, the graduate, no. the graduate. Dead Poets Society. Hold on, hold on. Is definitely one of my oh. favorite movies. Oh, hold shit. on. That's so awesome. That's good. good for you. The graduate is clearly a baby boomer. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, right? Okay. Yes. So, what's our graduate? Is it singles? I mean, is it? I, I want to say well, it's singles because maybe you, it hits Zoomer. it. But yeah, yeah but, but I mean, but I mean, all right. Scott might not like it, but what if it portrays Scott better than any other movie from that generation? What else would for Generation X? Like, okay, I hated The Graduate as a movie, oh. but it was dead on balls as far as describing that fucking ridiculous generation known as the Boomers. And yes, I'm calling them ridiculous, but it's because I'm drinking, so don't worry about it. Tangent. Uh, was Better Off Dead a John Hughes movie? Yes. No. I, no, it's not. No, Better Off Dead. I like and, Better uh, Off what's Dead. That, what's Great this? movie. What's I the like summer Better movie? Off Dead. What's the Better Off That's Dead? That's an 80s movie. What's the summer movie? 16 Candles. No, that's that, John Hughes. That's John no, Hughes. Better off that's dead. a good movie though. And then um, the summer movie. Dead. What's the summer with Demi Moore? Um, oh shit! With what's the, that? The summer? kids, the artist, right? Where the kids? Wait a minute. What's that? Movie? Yes, it's got a lot with of the, drawings. His in. artwork's yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. Better off dead is eighty-five. Wow. See, we we can hit so that we were ten, or maybe nine. Wowie wow. Well, listen, wow. if you want to talk, I like Kelly's Heroes, which is from the seventies. So I mean, you know, we we all have. I forget varied taste. Mash. I was just thinking about it the other week. Mash is a great movie. The the Mash. TV Some, it's not was summer rental. Big when I was a kid. What's mm-hmm. that? TV. Mash. Yeah, right. Oh, TV Did you show. See the movie, I that? Love, oh, the movie awesome. was way. I still and, and love the movie. Again, Mash. movie is very boomer esque. Yes, still. But yeah. brilliant, and it totally it totally brings in that generation. Dan, you were saying what? 
No, you said MASH, the TV show, and I said I, I will still watch that to this day. Yeah. Some I've, see, wa- I've watched every single that day. That's staying power. But you got to watch the movie, and the movie hits the baby boomer mentality a lot. The, ba- the, the movie really is very poignant for its time. Honest, very. Very much so. Okay. Okay. I'll take okay. your uh, for Speaking it. of war movies, Platoon. Yes. Loved Never it. Never saw it. Yeah, Great I movie. I know. Lesbian. Only seen it Full once. Metal Jacket was amazing. Oh, Full Metal Jacket. Oh. That's... Uh, <laughs> That's Kubrick at his best, shall we say? Is that Kubrick's best movie? Yeah, yeah, I like 2001. Clockwork Orange yeah. was. Is, that's is one of my. I, I, for, I always forget that's Kubrick. Yeah, that's a, that's a great Clockwork one. Clockwork Orange, yeah, it was that's a great one. Yeah, crazy. it's hard to get around. It's long, like. intense. Yeah. yeah, but there's a lot of stuff good. to like think about. I met Malcolm McDowell. You did? Oh, that's. And I had him sign my copy of the of uh, Clockwork Orange. Nice. And he, uh, he nice. said, when we he have said a why do you have this version? Throw it the fuck out. <laughs> I said, what? That could be one of our, co- when we have a Gen X Men publicity shoot, that would be one of our costume schemes. <laughs> and Clockwork Orange will be the droogs from the Clockwork yeah. Orange. And <laughs> love, it, love it. And we can, we can all dress up as, um, and then we'll dress up as you guys gr- can dress our favorite up as grunge. Goodfellas. <laughs> we'll dress up as the fat version of all our favorite grunge artists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, this is what happens when you like grunge and you're not on heroin. Right. Yes. You eat. When you're not on heroin, you, you instead eat. of shoot up heroin. Can I yeah. be fat Scott I'm fat. Woman? Yeah, right. I'll be yeah, fat yeah. Kurt Cobain. I want to be Lane Stanley. I'll be, I'll be fat Kurt Cobain. I need fat a blonde Kurt. wig. Oh, shit. I'll be the fat guy from Screaming Trees. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's redundant. He was fat. Wait, wait a second. He was like the only fat like grunge artist, right? Like everyone else right. was like. Or you could be the guys. His from, drug uh, was Blues Whoppers. Travelers. Yeah, I'll be John Popper from. Blues John Popper. Nice. Listen, you hey, say they were good live. Listen, oh, I, I listen to Soul Asylum. I listen to Blues Traveler. I listen Blues to Traveler. Yeah. All that crap. Come I on. love it. I don't care. Don't kid yourself. I don't care. I don't care who knows. Music it. is good music. Yeah, right. Uh, yet I still have Lita Ford and, now we're and back White music. Lion. Oh, oh and yeah, man. Bon Jovi because I am Slaughter. <laughs> see now you're at. See now you're Skid, Skid Row. Don't you dare, don't Skid Row. You dare, don't I love Skid Row. Oh. I'm not talking. Sk- this conversation is divulged. Ricky was a young boy. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we're singing now. I think we've, I think we've gone way beyond our point. Uh, to bring it back to full circle, let's let's wrap this up. We can continue drinking and bullshitting. I'm gonna tattoo a Sebastian Box face. <laughs> <laughs> we're cutting this last hour, right? I think we're gonna have to stop. No, nah, all right, whatever. So, listen, <laughs> folks. The truth is, we've solved another world fluidity problem. Fluidity is there. It exists and exists between generations. It exists between people. Absolutely. Uh, get as wet as you want. That's like, my theory. Like Morgan Freeman said, Allah loves wondrous variety. Kevin Costner. No, Kevin Costner didn't say that Monica in Robin Hood. Robin Hood. But, they, but that was his A lot loves wondrous variety. And if I get beaten up by a bunch of rednecks, now you know why, because I said <laughs> I said a lot. You both just ruined it. You ruined the whole fucking We're thing. south of the Mason-Dixon <laughs> line down here. Derek, we're in trouble. Scott, any closing words? Scott? First of all, thank you, Scott, thank for joining you. us tonight. Oh, thank you we, we based this whole. We tried to base this whole episode yeah. on Around you. your theory. And, and you're absolutely, and I think it's stuck. I think we discussed there's some big differences between early and late. Parts of the generation, sure, as there are in any generation. But yeah. you know, the label, label labels are bullshit, and you, yes. you honestly, labels like, are bullshit, yeah. and you do you. You right. know, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, honestly, yeah. When it comes down to it, you know, whatever, man. Yeah, you know, do your best. Everybody's fighting that hard but struggle Scott, out there. We're glad to have you best. in our generation. Yes, you're the wise. You. You're the wise man. Yeah, because you're so old and wise. And because you've been you're around, so yeah. old, so <laughs> old, so old. I'm not gonna. I make this look good. You're right. No, uh, Scott, thanks for being our first guest. Yeah, thanks awesome. for getting us drunk. Yeah, <laughs> for doing this. 
Yeah, first drinking episode. You're well. welcome back. This is anytime. the first drinking. This is the first drinking episode. Well, the first one, not the, the most, last one. Yes, this is the most alcohol we've consumed during, before, and during a show. Yeah, I'm glad to be a yeah. positive Thank influence. You. And let's this. be honest, the reason for that you is the women in our scotch. lives are all fucking gone right now. So. <laughs> that's right. We don't really care <laughs> what happens. Oh, that's honey. right. We forgot yeah, to you, mention. If you guys can see Derek's hair right now, he definitely does not care. I got my pants off and I got something up my ass. I don't know what it is. Yes, we were we were not broadcasting from the dank basement right now. We're actually in my uh, dank kitchen right now. So <laughs> all right. Hey, I wonder if this nobody's going to get age restricted too. Probably. Oh, we cursed a lot. They all fuck. There Let's, you go. It's age restricted. I'm going to put. Hey, fuck that. I'm going to put the the fucking disclaimer like I usually do in the fucking description. So yeah. <laughs> naughty language. Dan, hit stop. Trigger warning. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for uh, joining us again for another episode. We'll see you next time. Yes. From my for my co-host and our special guest. Thanks everybody for listening, and we'll see you on the flip side. Uh, stop stealing my line, man. We'll catch you on the flip see side, ya. fuckers. Thanks for listening to the Gen X Men. You can subscribe to us on Podbean and iTunes and follow us on Facebook. Make sure to rate, review, and comment. Plicka, 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 da.